Good morning, everyone. This is Judith A. Hope you're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. Welcome. All right. It's Tuesday. I think, what is it? June 23rd. I mean, we are, I mean, we are cruising through this year. I mean, so much has happened and it's so hard to process all of it. I hope everybody's taking the time to, uh, you know, do some self-care because, not, I mean, this would be a hell of a year if it was just Kobe Bryant dying in a plane crash with his 13-year-old daughter, or I'm sorry, a helicopter crash, and coronavirus killing, you know, over 100,000 Americans so far. Like, if you just stop there, you know, then, you know, coronavirus comes, uh, then society shuts down, but it's kind of cool. Like if, you know, if, if, if you didn't lose your job and you managed to work from home and maintain some income and, you know, if it didn't send you into financial ruin, you sort of realize, Hey, this isn't so bad. Like, you know, I don't know if I, if I like going out to work every day and never seeing my family and not talking to anybody and getting into this work bubble and, you know, trying to maintain a work-life balance which is impossible when you have to leave your house every day and go into a a building for 10 hours. So yeah, that was a lot. And there were silver linings in that. And then everybody's at home. So the George Floyd thing doesn't escape anybody's attention. And you look at the video and you're like, there's no crime that, that this person could perpetrate that would make this worth it. And for me, I feel like the cop was just a jerk and maybe a racist. I'm not sure if he was racist, uh, but this, this, the, the knowing the racist part, I think comes in because I felt like he knew that this was not a person that would probably get him fired because he had already made up his mind that the person was a scumbag. And I'll tell you, I used to date a cop and he was, he's black. He's still black. Um, and the way they talk, some of them are really just disrespectful to humans. And it's not a racial thing. So changing that culture of policing is not a bad thing. However, I will say, you know, there are some good police officers. There are some noble people who want to run and help you uh, when someone's shooting at you. That's That's not a job that everybody can do. However, I will say this. If you knew how bad some of the crimes really were and like really got to read some of the details, you would want more police. You just would want them trained up better. And I think that's where we are. Until we make deep societal changes, there's no sense in talking about getting rid of police or lowering the number. I mean, as long as you have um, a low income society kind of out here dictating how certain people are going to make money and survive and allowing them to believe that's the only thing they're going to be good at and the only thing they know how to do. And yeah, they may be dead or in jail by 17 or 18, but they're cool with it. As long as you don't really change anything going on over there or the school system, you know, there's no sense in having a a, a conversation about, you know, changing the number of police on the street. I mean, if we're going to tackle the problem, we need to tackle the whole problem, which I think I have uh, uh, elegantly laid out here in this podcast. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of issues that go into creating a criminal and crime. Um, 
And, uh, you know, it's very easy to fall in love with the narrative that the police are heavy handed and the criminal justice system is just trying to lock everybody up there. It's very easy to fall in love with that because there's no accountability in that. You know, the accountability is on the on the police and the criminal justice system. But, you know, you need to consider why somebody is in that position in the first place. There are many, many people who never get involved in the criminal justice system beyond a speeding ticket. Um, So it's deep. It's deep. And uh, it requires your participation. Uh, One of my mentors says that justice requires your participation and it does this no snitch thing i mean all of it all of it needs to come up for review but that's not cool to talk about because you know the criminals are the victims (laughs) i guess i shouldn't call them criminals but the the defendants are the victims i don't know what you call them but we have to get to a broader conversation if we're going to fix things you need to go broader you know, Aunt Jemima, that's one level of systemic racism that I'm glad to see go, to be honest with you. Um, but at the same time, that's not going to cure all our ills. There's a petition out to change the name of St. Louis uh, because St. Louis turns out to be a super religious zealot. I mean, the hardcore hair shirt, uh, whipping yourself in the streets, you know, when you... Uh, you know, for your sins. What did did they call those people? They would just like whip them. I remember learning about it in college and I was like, oh my God, self-flagellators. And they would have like parades of people just walking and flagellating themselves, like making themselves bleed for their sins. I'm like, whoa, so glad I wasn't born during that time. Thank God we had cable because I do not want to watch that at a parade. Um, But yeah, he was pretty hardcore uh, very instrumental in the Crusades. Uh, so, you know, I'm not sure that's a great name, uh, for your city (laughs) to be named after, (laughs) but he was, uh, I think one of the very few French Kings to be, uh, made a saint. And that was a big deal back then, but you know, we need to rebrand. So I'm for it. I just don't know what you would call it. That would be better. And who's going to do all that? No one's going to rebrand the Cardinals or anything like that. So we just need to do better as a city and consider doing uh, business more as a region as opposed to these little tiny municipalities. And uh, the way we do things here is wonky. Uh, But anyway, I hope that everybody's staying focused on their goals and pushing forward and being excited about your life. I, I know it's hard you know, because things happen, you know, if you're an adult, you are having a full on experience, you know, you're raising a family, you're trying to take care of yourself, you're probably taking care of a spouse, uh, you're working, uh, people are getting sick around you, people may possibly be dying around you, I mean, you're pulled in a million different directions, you know, you got a family, maybe you get along with them, maybe you don't. I mean, there's just a lot. Um, One of my friends was texting me like what she was doing for the week. And I was like, God, how do you not stay going on vacation? I I don't know if I can live like that. (laughs) I was like, how do you not need a vacation? I would stay on vacation. 
But um, yeah, I don't know. You just got to find ways to bring yourself joy. And don't forget to do that because it's important. You don't want to wake up one day not being able to get out of bed because you're just overwhelmed. Um, you got to take moments in your day. I meditate. It has changed everything. Get the Calm app. Uh, once you get skilled at it, you can use the free version. Uh, you don't have to spend 60 bucks. Just get the free version. Or if you like people talking to you through your meditations, pay for it. But it's worth it. You know, take those hours, minutes, seconds out of your day to just not be that machine just be in the moment and breathe and get out here and then launch yourself into your day or in the middle of your day whenever you need to just breathe and uh it works it really does and it helps you get focused and it helps you not maybe go to 10 when you want to be mad you know so i meditate uh i pray Hey, like I said, I went out to dinner for the first time. I have never prayed so hard over food. I mean, I was I was really like, <laughs> I was nervous. And, um, you know, this virus to me is a big deal. I don't know how so many people could just be like, it's very American to just be like, oh, I don't feel like having a virus, so it doesn't exist. I mean, that is... And I've seen old, young, black, white, Asian. Um, I've seen everybody just sort of blow it off. You know, there's there's no one nationality or gender, just blunt, men, women, lots of people just blowing it off. So, which is selfish because, A, you don't know if you have underlying health conditions that might take you out. I was reading an article one of my friends posted and apparently... Republicans have been so proud of the fact that people recover from this thing, but a lot of times their health doesn't fully recover. They didn't die. Not dying and recovering are different things. So they didn't die, but their lungs are permanently scarred. It t- coronavirus turns your blood to slush. Isn't that horrifying? Of course, slush in your bloodstream will create blood clots. That's why the heart attacks That's why the uh, dialysis, kidney stop, organ failure. I mean, this sounds horrible. Do you, why would you invite that? I don't understand what is going on with people. And like I said early on, I was very glib about it and I apologize for that. But early on, if you sign up for this, there's something not right with you. And I mean, I hate to say it, but it's going to thin the herd. And some people will not be old and helpless because it sounds like republicans are just fine like if you're over a certain age you had a good run too bad you're getting coronavirus i mean it's so much like the aids virus it's terrifying except it's old people and not um gay men because i was very young but i remember there was just this cloak of you'll be all right if you're not a gay man having sex with strangers in clubs in the 80s for for that was the messaging it really was which sounds crazy because lots of straight people died from uh the AIDS virus so then we fast forward to now and this virus is ravaging everybody and people are just sort of like well you know 
you won't get it because you're not old and sick. And it's like, okay, well, a lot of people in their 40s and 50s and now 20s and 30s have contracted this thing and in my age group have died. So what more, you know, underlying condition could just mean high blood pressure. And if you can't breathe, that will raise your blood pressure to stroke level because your kidneys aren't working. Your lungs aren't working. It's overtaxing your heart. It's bad. I just don't get it. I don't understand why anybody would just be playing around with trying to contract this. But, you know, don't you do that. You be smart. Err on the side of caution. What the hell? It's like people are so demented. You have turned this into a political theatrical event and real people who thought they were going to have the best year of their lives have died it's and that's american bloodshed on your hands i don't understand this i don't understand this and we are witnessing a transformation not only in our history but in american culture because this is ridiculous and while i think joe biden is also way too old to be president I have faith that he'll pick a good vice president who's younger, who has all their faculties. And this is sort of like a, a honorary Oscar for Joe. He's been trying to be president for a long, long time. So, hey, I just, this is scary. And we need to start having some real conversations about uh, these absolutely fucking miserable people who are fine spewing hate and you know I don't need to fix them I don't want to go where they are but they need to be neutralized because they've been given all kinds of superpowers by this lunatic who we're going to find out is probably you know in some sort of uh, serious cognitive decline that can be proven medically that everybody's trying to hide anyway history will not be kind to him And it shouldn't be. This has been awful to watch. And I knew it would be bad, but I didn't realize the hundreds of thousands of Americans would die and all of us would be at risk because he was just a clown. I mean, this is silly. And it's time for people to just wake up and start acting like they have some sense. And if you don't have any sense, just shut up. That's just the way I feel about it. (laughs) If you don't got nothing good to say that makes sense for all of us, then just be quiet. Because this has been crazy and stressful. And, you know, I'm a silver lining type of person. Somebody told me not to be negative the other day because I said St. Louis was never going to have a film community. And it probably won't unless something really major changes. And I'm not a negative person. So that kind of struck me as interesting. Uh, But when I see facts, I usually just deal with them. And of course, never say never. If something miraculous happened, if all these people suddenly realized that St. Louis could have a a vibrant and interesting film industry and we didn't include trying to get government on our side, then yeah, but that's a lot. That's a big ask. Half the people I, I know in the creative field could never see themselves living here. Half of the people that would make St. Louis an interesting place to live in terms of our electorate don't live here. They're the ones that's voting in Atlanta, in Texas, in California, in D.C., and they're voting in New York. They're all over. The, the, the people who would make St. Louis a much better place to live in our electorate, they left. 
that's why some of these states are so blue because they left the Midwest. So I don't know. We're going to get it together. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I mean, it hasn't been fun per se, but it's very interesting to watch. Uh, there's an old saying that says, may you live in interesting times. Check. We have done that. This is the most interesting time I can remember. <laughs>